Oh, thanks so much, mate. So if Tim stands in there, ish, or wherever you feel, I have to stand, or I. Yeah. yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, you Go fly walking. <laughs> I think I think my wife just suggested that I jump in the fire. Is that what just happened? <laughs> uh, it's been really fun being here. Um, uh, to be honest with the message I got for you, as uh, I'm not one to easily get insecure, but uh, God gave me two scriptures and a bit of a vision, and none of it makes any sense, and it's starting to make sense hearing some of this tragic news. And um, I hope that it can tie it all together, but I don't think I can do it with my strength, so I'm really glad that we prayed. Um, and maybe what I've got to say is only for one of you, but I believe it's for all of us, and me included. Um, so be patient with me as I wrestle with this, with you. Um, uh, I was told I probably should have started with a scripture instead of building up my scripture last yesterday, so I like to break convention. Um, if there's a sign that says wet paint don't touch, I do touch it. I found out at Bunnings last week the paint was wet. <laughs> and the guy nearly murdered me because he was literally like five metres away watching and I didn't even notice. I was like, <laughs> 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 don't touch, I touch it. I don't know what it is. It could be a wiring thing. I look forward to glory when I get a new body. Uh, not just because this one could be better, but you know, I have really little toes. Um, <laughs> That's the result. That's the impact. That's what we're I, I really want to be honest with you around the fire. I'm so glad we kind of changed down here. Partly because I had to follow the big gun and the wife, and um, and she bought their their um, their rain. But um, I want to be really honest. And um, there's some funny things we talk about when we um, we have in the concept uh, the concept that actually in the reality we have professionalized ministry. And like Tanya spoke to you, like you're all leaders, I honestly believe you're all leaders. I honestly believe that you are the church. You've got different brands and flavors you go to, but we are the church, and the church will be inherited by you, or already is being inherited by you, and you are building what the church will be, what Jesus desires for it to be. And that's what I want to speak to, because um, a lot's happening in professionalizing the church. It's funny, um, Tanya made a joke, we were talking about worship leading before, and um, how often I've been worship leading for longer than I can remember. Um, how often I don't have the, the 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 moment when I'm leading worship that other people do, and I don't get it. The number of times um, walked off stage, and if you're a worship leader, you've probably experienced this. Maybe you have it. Maybe it's just me. Um, and someone's like, oh, "That was incredible. So anointed. I saw angels spinning around the room while you were singing." And if they knew that up here, I just spent four songs wanting to murder the drummer. <laughs> um, or, um, like the, the actual reality of doing doing worship uh, from the leadership perspective, and, and um, this idea that um, not necessarily that that was my time to worship, but maybe the giving up of my time and the practice in my bedroom before was my worship, and, and that I gave that to God as an offering, and, and that there's an opportunity where I get to sit down in the back and worship with all my heart. Um, and just lift up um, and give it to God. Um, this idea of giving and contributing, and it's going to make sense if you get to respond at the end of this. Um, I've got two scriptures, and you might want to put your fingers in them. One is in John 15. Let's stick your finger in there. And the other one is in Ecclesiastes 3. 
Yes. I think um, the funniest time walking up stage having led worship where I really wasn't with it and God did something crazy. Um, I was really sick. And Tanya's getting really embarrassed and probably story because it makes her look bad. But she's, you know she's not bad, right? She's good. Um, but when we were both at Bible College, now called Alpha Crucis, but back then it was Southern Cross, and Tanya was on the staff running the chapel. And she, we were dating, this is like 12, 13 years ago. She'd rostered me on to lead worship, and I didn't want to. I was feeling a bit sick. I was feeling a bit ill, but there was nobody else available, just me on a key stick. And so she's like, you're doing it. And I'm like, I really don't want to. I feel like I'm going to you know, throw up, but you're doing it. Anyway, so I got up to lead worship, and I get through the first song, and I'm sweating. I'm getting a bit of a fever on and so halfway through the second song, I actually just break down and start crying. I could not sing. Like, my voice is cracking. And I just cry. Tears are flying. And the, and, the, and the church, the groups kept singing and worshipping. So I said, cool, I'll just keep playing guitar. And I could see in the corner of my eye, Tanya was a bit grumpy at me. like, come on, pull yourself together. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. And then people one by one start coming down the front in tears. And this incredible thing happens with them and God. I wanted to die. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not, maybe this makes, sounds like a terrible story, but like, it was so bizarre. And afterwards, it was like, man, that was, it wasn't the script. We have this script for church, yeah? Um, and I know many, we're getting more missional, and there's, there's different cool fads and plants and stuff going on, but really, the vast majority, it's like we have a script for life that I talked about yesterday. We've made a script for church. We're supposed to get in and celebrate. A couple of up songs, a couple of down songs, throw up to a schmick church news that we prepared earlier, we probably paid them to do that for us during the week. Um, uh, throw that, it throws into a sermon someone who's an amazing communicator. Um, and if they're not an amazing communicator, their job's usually on the line, you know, and, and, um, and an altar call at the end, and we have people that count the attendance, we have all these measures and metrics we do that have um, institutionalised church at times, and I don't actually want to throw that out. I just want to always have us ask why we do what we do, and are we doing that? And um, are we achieving what we set out to achieve when we get together? And, um, it's so funny. I, I came off that stage still in tears and covered in sweat because I had to leave, not because I was working hard. And um, and Tanya sent me home, and um, I got to sleep all the rest of the afternoon. But God met with me in that rest too, and. Um, this, 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 uh, what was important was that I contributed. I didn't get to have my worship for the moment. And I'm being really honest with you. I'm pretty sure most worship leaders, not an intention of lying or anything, in that moment would probably have played along with the idea that it was a really powerful moment. And maybe God made me sick for a reason because I needed to be humbled. <laughs> um, it's a challenging story in hindsight to wrestle with. People came over thanking me for that session for weeks. It was bizarre. Um, and I really wish I could come on a sooner. Oh, I told the people that mattered. I was really sick. It wasn't actually me. It was God. And, um, that's really scary. I think um, in light of hearing the news this morning that um, the guys that own this site lost their child, I'd love to open Ecclesiastes 3. And in light of thinking about what we do on Sunday when we come together, or if you get together on a Wednesday because you're one of the two churches, This is a scripture you'll know. If you're Matt's age or any older, you might start turning in the middle of it. Only Matt will get that joke because it's an old 70s song. But, um... <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> Humility will find me. 
There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun. There is a time to be born and there is a time to die. There is a time to plant and there's a time to uproot. There's a time to kill and there's a time to heal. There is a time to tear down and there is a time to build. There's a time to weep and there's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them together. There's a time to embrace and there's a time to refrain from embracing as you can. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep, a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. But in every season, there is a season. I think we become really sucky at morning when we need the morning. Hang on, mention this too. There is a time when we worship through and we can cry together. And so often we get so good because we've got the pre-roll really happening and we get straight into the celebration every Sunday. Have you ever thought about the mum with the autistic kids? Or, you know, just any parent has to get their kids to church. And they get there and they're coming through the, the doors and they realise one kid hasn't even got shoes on. Like, the, the stress, and we expect them to work it. And maybe for you, you can't get out of bed in the morning without a half a dozen coffees like me. And, um, and, uh, and you just, how do you, how do you celebrate without forcing yourself to? And is that, is that genuine? Under the sun, how do we, as a church, find a space for all seasons? Celebrate all seasons. Share in all seasons. I actually find it almost a tragedy with church that my generation, generation for me, built, um, and you guys inherit, is so limited in its activity. I actually think it's a bit of a tragedy. And, I'm, and again, I don't want to, I'm not trying to attack the church in any way. I, I think I want to challenge you. I wrote this song, um, which is the title track of my EP, which I I didn't want to sing for you today, but um, it's called Green, and the whole concept of it is that it talks about um, where we need to be is green, but it's it, 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 so weird. Again, I think I was Bob Dylan at the time, uh, trying to be poetic or something, but um, it talks about in my life there's yellow and blue, and one was my ministry, what I said from the pulpit, and one was what I actually did. You know, Tim, the guy likes to homebrew, and all the things you can't talk about at church. Um, the youth worker who's passionate for kids who I don't know how they could possibly sing the songs we sing at church it makes no sense to them from their reality yeah it's so far removed how, how would they walk into church and go and sing that um, and and uh, yet they need to make that journey if they want to make it and and um, I was on this mission trip and I'm in a bamboo hut and it's kind of funny in many respects because um, the, uh, when you're the pastor and you get sent on a mission trip, you're like, woohoo, close to God. I didn't want to go. Um, I really didn't want to go. We had a bit of a power struggle going on with the young adults ministry. I was a youth pastor. I wanted them to have this mission trip. The mission pastors didn't want them to have the mission trip. Half of them were coming. I had to go and I was the boss man. And of course, they 
didn't want me being there. That was great. Um, and that's just the behind the scenes. I'm doing all the preaching and God was doing great things in the trip, but in here I didn't want to do that. And then out of nowhere, because we have no power or internet or phone or anything, um, typhoon just decides to appear. And uh, I'd never been to typhoon, hurricanes, like anything that's a nonsense. I grew up in Dubbo, we've got an occasional dust storm. Um, <laughs> Which were pretty spectacular. But uh, coconuts were flying horizontal and just taking out people's huts. Like, like huts. Gone. And I'm standing there in a bamboo hut and you kind of put your hands through the bamboo. Like you can see it 360 degrees through the house, right? With all these youth and a couple of young adults around me huddling. And I'm like doing the pastoral. Everything's fine. Let's pray. Let's pray. I think I put up my phone and at that moment I happened to get like one bar of reception. Tanya's laughing because she like the worst moment of her life. I got one bar of reception which I hadn't had for weeks, kind of like this camp, right? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> Texted Tanya, didn't know how long I'd had receptions, went, in Typhoon, please pray. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <laughs> guys, he got all the intercessors going and going, but uh, nearly killed her. <laughs> I think the stress is more dangerous there than the coconuts were to me. But that separation though, the pastor Tim was probably doing the responsible thing of keeping everyone calm and but Tim was like, we're screwed. And God, why the heck am I here? And kind of Tanya was talking about, you know, the times you talk back to God. And I wish I had more reverence, but like God, what the heck am I here for? I didn't even want to come here. I like was trying to get out of this trip for months. And here I am, probably gonna die. Um and uh it's so funny, I didn't die, and we ended up being awesome that we were there because we were able to be part of the clean-up and helping people who had just lost their houses and had lost children. And, and uh, it's quite traumatic in many respects, but it was really amazing for my youth to see that life-changing. And, um, and we were able to be a, a part of the solution. And we happened to be a part of building the church, which was made out of concrete, but coconuts didn't hurt it. And, um, and so a lot of people got to move into the church and join the church, and... In the hindsight, you see God's hand through it all in the weirdest, weirdest way. Um, but through all that, I, I, I sat down when I finally got some time alone and I wrote that song green. I said, God, I'm determined to draw a line from here on, not be past the Tim and Tim. They have to be the same. And that's not about me. Um, I think it's changed the way I preach. Like, I used to, like, it's a big preacher. It's a big preacher voice. And now I'm trying to have a conversation with you. Because I think that the challenge is there for you, too. Those of you who lead, worship leaders, small group leaders. Those of you who operate the PowerPoint on Sunday and wish you were a worship leader. It's a real struggle. I did that overhead when I was, like, three. It's hard work. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, I couldn't read. I used to count the lines. I've sung three lines, I'll go up three lines. Sung three lines. Three. Very strategic. And then it'd be like, Mum would come and fix it, you know? <laughs> I bought some props today because God gave me a vision of how we should respond to this sort of thing. Like our needing to be green. This idea that we need to make space for every season and how we move forth. And I bought a bunch of pieces. I've got a problem. I know a few people have a problem here too. They're looking for denim in the room. And it's a good time to buy shares in jeans. Men's jeans seem to have less denim in them than ever. And they're charging full price still. Yeah? Like it wasn't just enough to get them skinny, they're getting shorter. 
But um, a couple more years, you'll all be wearing little little shorts. And the price of poor jeans at the rate you're going. And funnily enough, I'm at the point where I'm starting to like enjoy when I try on jeans. The dad jeans are feeling really comfortable. Right now. I wouldn't mind going there. I have way too many people. And none of them are going to before Michael Bay ruined Transformers, every t-shirt was a Transformers t-shirt. I have all the Gen 1, 7 DVD box set of Transformers. I don't watch it, I just have it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Transformers for it. I'm used Cassie, and I got the Transformers from the um, But I don't throw out t-shirts. I like them to be or anything. I have a passion for every single shirt I own. Not as bad as this happens to my underpants. Um, but Danny Lyon out the windows. But, um, but they have a story. Every shirt I make sense. This is going to make sense to someone. Maybe it's Mutant Out's shirt. On the odd side, my brother, he just moved to LA and I was working in the bad streets at like $7.50 an hour or something in LA, which was minimum wage or just more than minimum wage. And I thought it was terrible. I got $7.50 an hour on Christmas Day working in the bakery. I had no money, but that's what God provided while my pastoring job was coming through. That was still, you know, churches, being churches. And um, I love church. <laughs> <laughs> I've been building church for like as long as I can remember. I absolutely love it. So, um, but my brother bought me tickets to go to Newton Mouth. He'd never come to Australia at that point or anything, and I was a big fan. And um, this album had just come out, Old Soul. So probably four or five years ago. And um, we're at this show, and down in San Diego, we couldn't afford to say no to him. He's probably under that. Uh, I'm this fan hotel. How do we pay for that? Anyway, must have been a big deal. But the Tanya went to the toilet for way too long at that show. But she wasn't at she wasn't at the toilet. She was getting me a shirt. So how do I get rid of this shirt? I mean, it's old and faded and probably good for cleaning the house. But um, it's significant to me. So how do I give that to him? Like, or how do I throw that out? Like, like I never wear it, but it's a great shirt. I wear shirts that. Probably don't have as much of a story, but they're like funny, but I can never wear them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I can't those shirts. <laughs> this shirt. This shirt here was black when I got it. So, when I was dating Tanya like 12 years ago, I, I stole this from her brother. Uh, I've worn this to death. It's got holes everywhere. I still wear it, but I midriff in it. So, I have to, to wear it under things, but it's old school Transformers. So, um, I love that sort of people like, you know, playing guitar, all your shirts have holes around the belt. Um, we were travelling through, we did a road trip um, before we left LA, um, the US, across the top of the US, um, doing worship at a few places. And uh, it was really cool, the, um, the day we got this, we were in a church doing worship and the second service got cancelled halfway through the sermon because um, Twister touched down. It was really cool. So they're like, we've got 20 minutes to hit. If you want to go home, now's your chance. Otherwise, you're stuck here at church with us for the next, you know, a couple of hours. And we went to a restaurant. It was mad. Because the restaurant was kind of supposed to be twisted with bacon for two. So, um, yeah, and then after the twister, we drove on. And we went to, I don't know if you've ever seen the cartoon strip, um, Calvin and Hobbs, I think it's called. A little, a little popcorn. We went to the town that's from. There's a popcorn shop. And uh, we didn't go to the popcorn shop. There was a pub across the road. We got dinner. And, um... But there's an ice cream place there, and everyone's like, if you're in town, this is the best ice cream in the I don't know, I never tried it, I just bought the shirt. <laughs> so, I felt like anything in America, I never tell Americans here, I don't want to offend anyone, is that they love the sugar, and the sugar makes my head go, ouch. 
so I don't do too much sugar bunny help it, although, yeah, I like sugar. I bought the shirt, um, I think it's slightly inappropriate, but it, uh, I was wearing it in New York the next day and people were like, Best ice cream ever! I was like, <laughs> But I have a problem, right? I have a problem in that I have way too many t-shirts. I've got a cupboard full of t-shirts and they're old and they're crappy and I probably could have bought better ones. I, had a, I thought I grabbed the pink one that my intern grabbed for me. We were doing a fundraiser for a Phil Wickham convention. It was a youth convention, but Phil Wickham was the worst leader. And Phil Wickham at the time was wearing these plunging v-necks. With a perfectly shaved chest, which I was giving all my teenage girls a hard time about because I was so in love with him. Like, he's shaving his chest, come on. <laughs> and, um, and I asked my intern, like, we're doing the final wrap-up for registration, get me the lowest v-neck you can find. And they didn't. They got me a pink v-neck that's, like, all the way up here. And they're like, what am I supposed to do with that? They're not going to wear it. I still love that shirt, though. It's cool pink. I think it's a little good enough for so I shave my chest. <laughs> I have all these t-shirts and I'm like, I'm going to them because I don't know what it means and then you know, A couple of weeks ago in this live hack video on Facebook, you might be loads. I sit them in my scroll. You just like grab all the things that you eat and give you a heart attack and find your muffins in and bake it for 20 minutes and it's delicious. And, um, and uh, I hate those videos because, yeah. But the live hack was... What they do is they turn them into a jump Let me throw it up if you can see I look at the body that is the church and I have a lot of And I look at all the bunch of individuals with the strength and gifts. I love, I love Matt's meekness and humility. We need that in the church. Some of you are in What's really important is that um, when you get caught up in specializing a church, church guy right now, I'm not in a pastoral position, um, expect almost our pastoral body, our religion for it, our belief for it. Okay? How often are we looking at these leaders of great churches just going to put their head on their own pastors? The pressure we put on pastors to embody Christianity for us, so we can rock in on Sunday and have our ups on Yeah, we might worship in different houses and we only see each other at conference each year, retreat. We're supposed to be the church. 
All of those different gifts and strengths and skills are important. And within that quilt, we're supposed to be able to cry. Feed those that are hungry. You should be able to bring a 15 year old back to work with. And they shouldn't be like um, an exhibit. We could be that quick. All the memories and all the skills visible. Very Christian? Yeah, but you're not supposed to when you preach and read from your phone. It's like wearing your hat in church and I don't like doing my hair. First five, let me read. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear my fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away, withers and dies and burnt in the fire. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done. Jesus is the Lord, we are the branches. And Jesus is the Lord. He stresses how important it is that we stay connected. Because we could be an amazing organisation, the church, if we could get it together and all be a part of it and all contribute, not just leave up to one or two. But at the end of the day, if we're not attached to the brand, we're good for providing minimal heat and a lot of smoke. Yeah? And so that's a challenge we've got here. You know, the recent federal election, there was a five and a half here to get political. That is so powerful, whether you realise it or not. Like it's, I'd like to talk to the whole church, but I'm talking to you. And you can swing where the church goes is where you go today after this. And what you do today after this. And that's so much more powerful than an election. So much more powerful than an economy. We're talking about the eternity of people. We're talking about um, people from the world. What we have to do is decide to contribute. I think it's so easy, I mean, illustrated so well living in LA, strip malls, you don't get them in Australia. Strip malls, you drive past, and if there isn't a parking space in front, people keep driving, so you've got lots of parking spots and shops. But drive-thrus, home of drive-thrus in LA, in and out, building McDonald's, all these places. Um, we turn church into that. 
the number of times it's like um, you have a great service, it's like quick get your kids and get out because you've got another service starting at five. That's fine. That's the way you have to do it when you're a big church. We're a church nine, you know, twenty four seven. And church needs to continue Monday. or the leaf, whatever it is you decide to throw in, isn't good. But I'm challenging you to be spiritual. To choose to make this something significant to you. And you know, you could probably even name it if you know what it is. My job is keeping me from Maybe you can't name it, so you need to ask the Jesus for a short moment without the full pile in the car. Yeah? But the guy's going to make the music. Matt's going to take over. And I want you just to get up in your own time, quietly, with the second load around you. Find a little stick, something dry. Hot gets over there. And maybe our fire bugs can blow it on the little forest as well. And let's just put it in the fire and pray. And then take your seat. Is that okay? Let me pray for you.
Oliver's other brother's side hasn't been what you want it to be. Hasn't been what we wanted it to be. It's been like we've gone out to the beach and the tide has gone. So like we wanted to be near deep in the desert, but the water isn't even touching their toes yet. We can't go over. We're desperate for you. And you're drawing it deeper. Why you draw your side to make it walk deeper. Not just so that our churches look great, but so that more people will want to connect to God. We need you. We need you to help us make space for others. To value others. Sometimes to value ourselves. So in this moment, did you put on a heart the thing I need to let go of? Would you make it significant between me and you? Casting that off into the fire.